Yo, welcome, welcome. This is Their Matter Podcast, and this is our bonus episode for the week. Their Matter Podcast spotlights certain sports figures and sports moments and discuss their importance both historically and how they play out in our current social space. I am Peter, and I'm your host. So we had a bit of a crazy week um, with this admission scandal, I guess, um, concerning a bunch of celebrities and their children getting... Um, in like finding ways to get them into these top schools um, and paying top dollars to ensure that their kids do end up in these schools. And so I want to talk a little bit about that and let you know why they're just hustling backward. All right, let's go. So Operation Varsity Blue is what um, this thing was called. And essentially, it goes into investigation into college admissions and its practices. And they found that there were over 50 people that currently are charged with essentially spending over a combined over $25 million into bribing um, coaches and admission people and SAT and ACT folks into ensuring that their kids get into schools. And which is just wild, right? I think when you think about spending $25 million to ensure your kid go into college and you're already a rich and famous person, I don't know what the plan is there. But um, I just want to roll it back a little bit. And so they have these things where there were multiple families, um, including Lori Lachlan's, um, and her husband talking on the phone, talking about a situation in which they're photoshopping their kid's image into like an athlete's like uniform or just an athlete's. They're photoshopping them to look like they're on a certain sports team. And so how it works is that when a recruit for the university um, is working with someone, technically they could come and recruit let's say they're recruiting me, right, to go play at their, at their university. So when that happens, admissions, then um, there's a different process in which I could then get into school, which is slightly less rigorous, let's call it, than the typical applicant. And so once they go ahead and admit me into the schools, there is no real um, obligation for me to participate into that sport. And so I could be recruited as a sports person, and then end up being on going to the school and then choosing to not do the sport and kind of, let's say, focus on my academics. And so this is what these folks were doing in terms of Lori's family, um, in going the, through the back channels and getting like the recruiting folks for the, from, for the sports teams to then go from that direction. And so it looks legitimate. It looks like, oh, they're coming into the school potentially for sports, um, and now they choose not to play sports, and they get into school. And then they have the other situations in which um, they were essentially bringing in their kids who take the ACT, SAT, at a uh, specific location in which they had, you know, like a kind of a deal made up in place already um, in which maybe their kid's not the one taking the test, or whatever test they take, then there's someone there that corrects the answer for them, 
or they had the answer ready for them when they got there. And so it was like a bunch of different ways in which um, these parents found to get their kids the best scores or to give their kids the best chance to get into school. And when I was reading through all those things and seeing everyone freaked out, like I really only had one question, which was just like, and? Now, I'm not condoning what they did, right? Like, I, I obviously, that's wrong, and it just kind of, it's not, it's not creating a level playing field. But I feel like people are reacting to it in the wrong way. Like, people aren't necessarily angry for the right reason. Like, I don't think, I don't think this is the issue that um, we should be focusing on. I think overall the whole admission process is broken. And that whole process needs to be looked at, right? Because I don't think I'm stopping or punishing these these 50 or so people that are currently been charged. That doesn't stop the issue. It doesn't stop the college problem. It doesn't stop admissions issue. So ultimately, I really think if this does anything, this conversation demonstrate one thing which is that it highlights that wealth could get you anything except happiness right <laughs> but um for the typical american consumption this is what it does right is it shows you that if you have money you're able to go ahead and just pay your way into getting to these schools and that's where i i don't believe that we're going to change anything is that when you're looking at how wealth is helping those particular folks, right, and within those 50 people that are, that have been charged so far, it doesn't. It didn't start when they wrote the check to get their kids admitted, right? Wealth got them so much further before then, because with wealth they got the best private schools possible. With wealth they were able to have the best counselors. With wealth they had the best teachers around them. With wealth. They had they had surroundings that are focused on, um, that are purely just focused on getting into schools and getting into college and, and and creating more wealth. They didn't have to worry about anything else around them. That is a huge advantage. They could hire any SAT ACT tutor that could come and work with them specifically for ACT SAT. Their like pretty much the entire entire life if they wanted to. Now, I currently work at an after-school program, and we, um, we work with kids from one community and who goes to APS. And I have kids from 2nd through 12th grade. And I witness every day how a school system can affect a student, right? And not just in terms of being in the classroom, but in setting them up, getting ready to graduate and go to college. When you have a school system in which, I mean, I don't blame APS, I don't, but they don't have the resources that many of these private schools have that our kids are going out into the world to, um, to challenge those kids at, right? They don't have those resources. So my students, some of them have one counselor 
for their entire high school, or sorry, for their entire senior class. That's one person that deals with all the transcript. That's one person that deals with in ensuring the kids are, are, have a plan for college. Um, and that's just one person that, oh, I need this. You have to go through this one person. That's crazy. That's, that's the, that does not set the kid up for success, right? And so luckily in my role and what I really love is that we kind of serve as almost a second counselor in that role because we help them um, ACT classes. We help them apply for colleges. We help them ensuring that their transcripts are sent out. And so we are the one kind of being the liaison for, for the kids. But I, I often think about what about the other kids? Because we only have a certain amount of high school kids that we work with. But what about the rest of that whole system, the whole APS school system? Who's helping them? And so when we bring in this whole discussion of this admission scandal, it doesn't really register to me, I don't think, in the same way they register to everybody else. Because for me personally, I've been like angry at the college admission process for the longest time already, right? And it's not it's not because of this particular scandal. It's because of the whole system as it's set up. And so when your school can't even have you prepared in terms of having enough counselors, in terms of having enough teachers, in terms of having... Um, a healthy environment that promotes um, college and promotes um, success, then you're, the kids are really failing at that level. And so it doesn't take finding out that some rich people are paying extra money to make, to make sure their kids get into schools, right? And secondly, I think it also doesn't make sense to me why we're so angry about this right now. Because rich people have always been able to get their kids into whatever school they wanted to. Like, they've always done it. But the only difference is this time, it's coming from kind of like behind the scene, right? Like, they're kind of be, trying to be sneaky about it, rather than the same way that they've always done it to us, which is just straight up in our face. Like, a, a wealthy person can go to a private school who are not accepting certain people or accepting people total in general, and they could just be like, hey, how about I built you guys a library? And all of a sudden, their kid is at that school. Right? Even if their kids don't necessarily meet the grade levels or the testing scores, you you build that library for a million dollars, oh, maybe, then all of a sudden your kid is in school. Um, and in, And it goes the same way for colleges, right? Like, if there's a wing of the library that belongs to your father, chances are one of the kids is in there. And then when you also talk about just like legacy hires in general or legacy um, admissions, like it's literally giving advantage to people to kids whom parents went to that school before. And where it becomes really problematic is that when you look back into the history of this country, you have a lot of universities that did not used to accept people of color, right? And so that's a real disadvantage to people of color. Like when you talk about, let's say Clemson. Clemson, um, for my last 
episode, they were the last university to really try to block integration. And so in 19, I believe 1963, they finally allowed their first black person into that school. So when you look at that alone and back up a little bit and think about legacy admissions and what that looks like is the only legacy admission prior to that would be all white folks, right? And so where are the black folks in that? And think about all the other schools, all the other elite schools that like people of color didn't always used to be allowed to. And more likely than, especially when we talk about the elite schools, like the Harvard and the Yale and those, those um, class of schools, when you are a legacy admission student, that means your parents went there, graduated from there, probably have a pretty good job and are on some board or donors in one way or the other. So you already have a comfortable life already, right? And so now you get an advantage into going to those schools. That process has, has already existed. This is like a normal thing that happens already on every college campus across America. Legally. Like they could just give someone a heads up because at some point one of the family member went to that school. And I think that is way more outrageous than this because it's the same thing. It's using money. It's using um, the people you know to get you or... Like, your fam- your kin ahead. That's all it is. And so, ultimately, this is not a thing that I find that wildly crazy in the ways that you guys do. I find it almost insulting in the way that people are like, what? Inequality happens and this is an issue and like pe- wealthy people could get ahead with- just by giving money. Yes, yes, we've been saying this, and this has been an issue. And so, as a black person who went to college um, and graduated, like, I've, I've seen all the loopholes. I've seen all those. And as a black man living in America, I see the inequalities. I see the different ways and the different paths that have been cut for a certain class of people, right? And particularly for people, for, for white folks, it's just, it just doesn't, it, this is not it for me. This is not the thing that blows my mind. It's annoying, but unless people are willing to be angry about it in the right way, which is to challenge the whole system, to challenge every way that marginalized group of people have been kind of kept out of wealth and kept out of colleges, then you're not angry at it for the right reason. You're angry about it because... Aunt Becky is there. You're angry about it because wealthier, wealthier people and celebrities are doing it. Out like, and now it's been shown to your face. But yo, wealthy people has not been shy about showing you that hey, this is, I, I want the best for my kid, and I'm gonna pay the price, whatever that is. And we've accepted that as a society for the longest time. Finally, I think if we are going to get anything out of this scandal, and this is the one thing that I really do hope 
comes out of it, which is that we can finally maybe, maybe stop pretending that just because you are at a university and you're not an athlete, that, that you deserve to be there. And what I mean by that is a lot of time, um, being on college campuses, the better the school is, and if you see a person of color, most times people assume that they're there because of, one, affirmative action, or two, they're an athlete. And so they only got there because of their athletic ability. And that's just, it's insulting for people of color. And obviously it's not true, right? Becky could be there and who, who necessarily know that she deserved to be at the school. And if nothing else, I hope we're able to stop like, assuming that because you look a certain type of way or you come from a certain family that you deserve to be here. And that other person that looks like that is, is here because of some rules. Because ultimately, like the rules that have been stacked in favor of wealthy folks, it's, it's just ridiculous. They have so many different ways to get onto a college campus of their choice. Whereas, like, people of color or, um, you know, less affluent folks, you don't. You don't have that. We don't have that. And so in order for us to do this, it's like, you don't get to hire the private tutors. You don't have the best school system. You don't have all the counselors. You don't have the best teachers. You have teachers that are doing their best. And I'm, I will never shade a teacher, right? But sometimes when you're in a class when there's like 35 people and it's just you, you cannot reach everybody else. Or you could be at a school like some of the ones I know where there's like maybe six kids per teacher in high school. And now the teacher is able to really focus on these students and get to teach them the way they deserve to be taught and get through a lesson plan. And hopefully I could we just also get a chance to kind of laugh at this. For a little bit, right? Because as serious as this moment is in terms of highlighting inequalities and um, this just issues within university admission process, let's just kind of laugh a little bit about how stupid those kids have to be, right? And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that just like to be mean, but like when you've been afforded all, all of the head start that anyone can ask for you've you're like in a rich family um you go to the best schools you're you get whatever tutor you want um you you know your house ain't getting shot up every day so you can just focus on school and on your academics and you can't get into the school like that's a you thing and that's just maybe mom just that's when mom just be like hey man suck to suck how about you just take my million dollars and invest in some business and let's just move on? Right? Like, if you have all those millions to send to colleges to get them in, why not just give it directly to the kid and just go ahead and be like, hey, man, start your business. Start your real estate business. Just let's move on from this because clearly education is not your thing. I think that would be a way better way to use those money. Or we could just, you know, cash app it to me. I'll invest it really well. All right.
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for turning in for another episode of Day Matter Podcast. I try to do this twice a week. If you like what you hear or know someone that might, please be a friend and share. Also, if you have a chance, please go ahead and rate and review our episodes on iTunes. Thank you very much. Peace.